Let's pray together. God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this place. And we thank you for each other. In the name of Jesus, amen. I remember well a plate that hung on my grandparents' wall in their dining room in their little duplex. Right behind my grandfather's head where he sat at the table, there was a little white plate with a big silver 25 in the middle, and the plate was rimmed in silver. I sat at that table many times as a child. I still remember sitting there with my papaw as my grandmother got food ready, which she always seemed to be doing, and papaw and I always seemed to be sitting at the table together. I don't remember everything that we talked about, but in my memory, we talked an awful lot about pigs and motorcycles. <laughs> I think it's because that's what we spent a lot of our time doing. Uh, he had a lot of pigs. He was a foreman on a ranch, and so we messed with horses and cows and sheep, but for some reason, I was always extremely entertained by these pigs, and he gave me one, one time. It was the runt of the litter, and so we named it Runt. It grew out to be huge, and I would go over to see them. I stayed with them quite a bit as a child, and I remember one day getting there and taking one of the small motorcycles down to where the pig barn was, and then I came back because I couldn't find Runt. Ask Mamma, where's Runt? And she said, in the refrigerator. Uh, so I started crying. And then we had breakfast. So <laughs> I, got, I got over it very quickly. <laughs> that was life on a ranch. You just, you know, you had your moments and, yeah. And. I would ride with Papa, starting on the front, wound up on the back of one of these small motorcycles. And I remember going through one of the fields one time, and we hit a cow paddy, and we flew off the motorcycle. And it was a field; it was wasn't bad. And I remember Papa running over to me, grabbing me by the shoulders. And I still remember what I said to him. I said, can we do it again? <laughs> we would go back, and my grandmother used to decorate my meals. At least she would arrange them to look pretty. She'd make little designs out of the sandwiches, and occasionally the special treat of an orange if they were in season. And when she made carrot cake... She would decorate it with little carrots and bunnies on top of the cake. My son and my daughter could tell you stories about the many times I cooked for them while they were growing up and how I almost involuntarily arranged their food in designs, color-coordinated, the undeniable beauty 
that comes with symmetry. And while I prepared their meals, I could see in my clear memory that wall in the dining nook of my grandparents' duplex, that white plate with the big silver 25. Growing up at my grandparents' table, I did not know what that 25 meant. As a little boy, I didn't understand what I understand now, that that 25 is really not an accomplishment but instead a waypoint on a journey that for them began on Christmas Day in 1945. That 25 plate arrived on that wall a couple of years before I was even born. And I guess in many ways it said to all of us who saw it, we've come a long way from East Texas and Louisiana in Normandy. To the two of them, they could not see what would come next. They could not see two more grandkids and football games and Christmases and a trip to Hawaii and cancer and the devotion of a partner who showed those of us watching what it meant to love from the very beginning in good times and in tough times. We, in this room, know what it is like to go through years together. Even in this room, there is history. Whether you've been here since you were born, or for a little while, or even if you're just visiting for today, God's story takes place here, in this place. In 1962, when the Bering Drive Church of Christ opened our doors, they could not see what we see now. They could not see Vietnam and Watergate and the Bicentennial and 9-11. They could not see what we celebrated 10 years ago in 2012 for the big 50th anniversary. And in case you missed it, this last Monday was the 50th and or the 10th anniversary of December 12th, 2012. 12, 12, 12. Nothing happened. <laughs> but just in case you didn't know that on Monday, now you know. We could not see 10 years ago what 2022 would look like, especially on the other side of a global pandemic that redefined everything, not the least of which, what we do with our time. In many ways in the life of a church, the 60th anniversary is more important than the 50th. Because by the time we reach the 60th, most, if not all, of our charter members have passed on to their reward. And that leaves us, the next generation of bearing, to go forward. People who study... Things like sociology of religion and church life cycles will tell you that the 60th anniversary is the single hardest transition in the life of a church because we have to discern what to keep that has been passed on to us while at the same time speaking to the here and now, which in our case means being a church for the 2020s. 
not the 1960s, not the 1970s, and not for 2012 for that matter. But today is also not a day to get too ahead of ourselves with lots of definitions and plans. It is a day to acknowledge the plates on the wall that have big numbers like 10 and 25 and 50 and to give thanks. To stop and take a moment to say thank you to the people who've been here a long time, to those who've passed on and most of all for the reason that we are here and that is to give thanks to God. It's also a time to say that 2023 is about to begin and we believe that God has good things in store for us because God is, after all, the creator of good things. And that's exactly why I'm going to go off script for a moment and branch out to the sequel of John 1 that we read a few moments earlier. Because John 1 opens, in the beginning was the Word. And the light shines in the darkness. Jesus was in the beginning, and Jesus shines today, then and now. But in the sequel to the Gospel of John, the language expands into the full weight of time with a line that is maybe the most appropriate thing that we can say today. And it's actually to us. It says, grace and peace to you from Him who is, who was, and who is to come. Grace and peace to you from Him who is, who was, and who is to come. We're here today because of the one who is. We give thanks for those who were, for those who came before us. But we are here today because of the one who is. We are certainly curious about what is to come in our lives in our homes, in our churches, in this country, but we are here today because of the one who is. Today on this day of joy, in this week that begins the final push to Christmas Day, we can go into our immediate future learning to speak with grace to one another as an expression of who we are, as we are continually shaped in the image and likeness of Christ, the 25 plate has faded into our memories. But the story of Jesus continues no matter what. The story of the one who is, the one who was, and who is to come. I read quite a bit of Kurt Vonnegut in 2022. I've been reading him for years, but for whatever reason, this year seemed like an appropriate year to go back and read him again. So I grabbed my five, probably five favorite novels of his, read them again, and something that he has said stuck with me this year, and I think it's an important thing going into this next year. Vonnegut wrote, a saint is a person who behaves decently in a shockingly indecent society. So 
speaking of saints, something my daughter gave me this year has also stuck with me. And it might be a good thing to read going into 2023. And it might make for a good conclusion to a sermon on the fourth Sunday of Advent, this our Sunday of joy. It's called The Prayer for Good Humor by St. Thomas More. Grant me, O Lord, good digestion and also something to digest. Grant me a healthy body and the necessary good humor to maintain it. Grant me a simple soul that knows to treasure all that is good and doesn't frighten easily at the sight of evil, but rather finds the means to put things back in their place. Give me a soul that knows not boredom, grumblings, sighs and laments, nor excess of stress because of that obstructing thing called I. Grant me, O Lord, a sense of good humor. Grant me the grace to be able to take a joke, to discover in life a bit of joy, and to be able to share it with others. Amen.